Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCrady, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey, welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCrady. I'm glad you're with me today on this episode as I read one of the most encouraging introductions to one of the New Testament books, Philippians, that I've ever read. It just hit me just right today, and maybe it will hit you just right and be an encouragement to you. Stay with me as we read the book of Philippians over the next few episodes. Love you all. Hey everybody, I am reading Philippians 4 today, and this will close out the reading of the book of Philippians. And sometimes I like to just read it uh, and and not know exactly what's coming up. Uh, because uh, this way there's a freshness that when I'm reading it uh, and you're hearing it, uh, then sometimes we're hearing it for the first time, maybe from the Message Bible, or it's been a while since we've read it and listened to it. Uh, and so if I don't, re- you know, if I don't say every name correctly, right, you do know the power of the word is not going to be diminished because I can't pronounce uh, everybody's name. All right, so that's good to know. But uh, I hope that this has been encouraging to you, and uh, I pray that the simple reading of God's Word releases power to you. It brings encouragement to you. So here we go, Philippians 4. My dear, dear friends, I love you so much. I do want the very best for you. You make me feel such joy. Fill me with such pride. Don't waver. Stay on track. Steady in God. I urge Eudia and Syntyche to iron out their differences and to make up. God doesn't want his children holding grudges. And, oh yes, Sizgus, since you're right there to help them work things out, do your best with them. These women worked for the message hand-in-hand with Clement and me and with the other veterans, worked as hard as any of us. Remember, their names are also in the Book of Life. Celebrate God all day, every day. I mean, revel in Him. Make it as clear as you can to all you meet that you're on their side, working with them and not against them. Help them see that the master is about to arrive. He could show up any minute. Don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers, letting God know your concerns. Before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness, everything coming together for good, will come and settle you down. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. Summing it all up, friends, I'd say you'll do best by filling your minds and meditating on things true, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious. The best, not the worst. The beautiful, not the ugly. Things to praise, not things to curse. Put into practice what you learned from me what you heard and saw and realized. Do that, and God, who makes everything work together, will work you into his most excellent harmonies. 
I'm glad in God, far happier than you would ever guess, happy that you're again showing such strong concern for me. Not that you ever quit praying and thinking about me. You just had no chance to show it. Actually, I don't have a sense of needing anything personally. I've learned by now to be quite content whatever my circumstances. I'm just as happy with little as with much, with much as with little. I found the recipe for being happy, whether full or hungry, hands full or hands empty. Whatever I have, wherever I am, I can make it through anything in the one who makes me who I am. I don't mean that your help didn't mean a lot to me. It did. It was a beautiful thing that you came alongside me in my troubles. You Philippians well know, and you can be sure I'll never forget it, that when I first left Macedonia province, venturing out with the message, not one church helped out in the give and take of this work except you. You were the only one. Even while I was in Thessalonica, you helped out, and not only once, but twice. Not that I'm looking for handouts, but I do want you to experience the blessing that issues from generosity. And now I have it all, and keep getting more. The gifts you sent with Epaphroditus were more than enough, like a sweet-smelling sacrifice roasting on the altar, filling the air with fragrance, pleasing God to no end. You can be sure that God will take care of everything you need, His generosity exceeding even yours in the glory that pours from Jesus. Our God and Father abounds in glory that just pours out into eternity. Yes. Give our regards to every follower of Jesus you meet. Our friends here say hello. All the Christians here, especially the believers who work in the palace of Caesar, want to be remembered to you. Receive and experience the amazing grace of the Master, Jesus Christ, deep, deep within yourselves. Wow. Yes, I definitely butchered a couple of those names, (laughs) but the power of the word is still present. And this is why many times I love to simply read uh, the scripture in the Message Bible, the Passion Translation. I still always go back to the Amplified Classic when I'm studying. I go into Strong's Concordance. I go into many things, right, and, and go deeper in, but many times We need to read the word and just let it speak to us as the letters that it is that Paul is writing to uh, his family, to believers, to the brethren, to the men and women, right? And, you know, sometimes when I come across a word and I, I look at it and I say, wow, what does it really mean when it says here, right, to revel in him. It says in verses four and five, it said, celebrate God all day, every day. I mean, revel in him. And so here is what I will oftentimes do, and I'm just doing it in real time right now with you. So what does this word revel mean? You know, we always kind of know what it means, but here it says to revel uh, as a verb means to enjoy oneself in a lively and noisy way. And it means that you revel. It says, especially with drinking and dancing. 
Okay, so I'm not encouraging you to be out drinking and dancing, but could we say that we drink deep of the Lord, right? And it affects our movement, right? Could we say that? But there is a reveling in him that there is such a, a, a robust enjoyment of him. There is a time, right, to be solemn. There is a time to, uh, to be quiet in meditation, which to me is, a, is another form of deep enjoyment of him. But to use this word uh, to revel in God, to enjoy him deeply. There's another definition for the word revel that means an immersive learning experience, right? I love that, that you immerse yourself in him. And I can assure you, it will be a deep learning experience because I'm not looking to encourage people just go have an experience that will come and go and the excitement of it will evaporate. But that's different than to have experiential learning of him. It means the day in and the day out. And so Paul is saying, you know, I celebrate him and I encourage you to celebrate God all day, every day, revel in him, immerse in him. And my friends, there is a joy. Remember when we read the introduction to Philippians on our first day of this series, right, is that there would be uh, the mention of joy so many times in this book, that there was also uh, such um, an encouragement to us from Paul here uh, when he says, I've found the secret uh, to whether I have or I have not, because I'm in the one who makes me who I am. He's not saying I don't have trouble. He's not in denial of what's going on. But he's saying there's something vastly different going on inside of me. And it's a reality. There's no pretense. There's no pretending, right? This is the truth of our oneness with Jesus, with the Father, with Holy Spirit. They produce that inside of you. You don't produce that, right? But Paul said, I've learned this. In other versions, he says, I've learned this secret, right? That no matter what is going on, that there can be joy, whether I'm full or hungry. Now, how many of you know that's a deep learning, right? That he talks about, you know, watch how I'm living, right? I want to see where, um, you know, I'm trying to look again here as I'm, as I'm looking through, you know, when he says, now, now watch, you know, watch how I'm living. Find those who are among you and, and live in that same way, right? Because we had talked early on about this encouragement that Paul gave, which was, you know, as an apprentice and as a master, right? That you find those that don't just tell you to be happy or teach you to be joyful, but they themselves are joyful, and then hang out with them, watch, learn, right? Don't, don't watch to catch them pretending. Don't watch to catch uh, them and, um, you know, aha, I see you have a bad mood today. See, you're not really joyful. It's like, no, no, though other things may be passing through my circumstances and even passing through my soul and body deep within my spirit, 
There is a deep joy. Deep. And that's how he closed out. Receive and experience the amazing grace of the Master, Jesus Christ, deep, deep within yourselves. My friends, these are not the things of of, uh, soul and body first. They can deeply affect your soul and body. But this comes deep, deep from within because that's where he is, where your oneness with him is. Cultivate and sow to the Spirit, my friends. The Word says God will not be mocked. Whatever a man sows, he will reap. If you sow to the flesh, you reap after the flesh. But if you sow to the Spirit, you will, in due time, my friends, reap from the Spirit. They always keep their Word. And I'm glad we've been in the Word together over these few episodes. So I love you all, and we will talk soon. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymccrady.com or follow her on social media at nbmccrady.com.